Hello, everyone. Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Super Deluxe Games Cast. Uh, this is our 200th episode. We're not doing anything special for it. No. <laughs> uh, I think we're doing kind something of a, kind of special. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, we do. We do have some fun guests tonight. Um, we kind of had to change plans a little bit. Uh, we have had some people that are impacted by the hurricane via internet access um or scheduling um issues and stuff so they're they're staying home keeping quiet yeah i know we were originally gonna have have blaine on um and of course john's not able to make it tonight either finn we waited till the last minute and i guess finn can't make it tonight either um so but that's fine because we we had this great idea earlier today of you know what it's 200 200th episode Let's reach out to the community managers and have them on. Now, we couldn't have Julian on, and we couldn't have Lena on, but we do have our good friends, Dio and Rar. So, it's not the totally full crew, but we got the ones with courage. It's a very, it's actually Cancel a very me. international <laughs> show tonight. Yeah. It's like, what, this is three, five of us from three different countries? Yeah, well, and yeah. Um, hell, when's the last time we actually had Gabe on the show from brazil right like yeah. like it's been a while since we've had somebody from outside the united states uh and, and canada, canada out, outside of north canada, america canada is the united states you're our so. you're our neighbor we've we're we've, not adding any uh, we've annexed here. you unfortunately for you it's okay we keep you tucked away down there and <laughs> you swept us under the rug we deserve yeah. it we're awful you're good people you just got a lot of idiots. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. I can't believe this is our 200th episode. Who let us do 200 of these? <laughs> I let y'all do... I don't remember how many. 60-something? So I'm responsible for some of it. I could have taken us offline at any point. I could have pulled some plugs. <laughs> and um, So I own at least that much. I forgot it was 200 this week. Yeah, I've... We so forgot until we like last week. <laughs> yeah, I just looked on my Google calendar and it was like, oh, oh yeah, it's this one. It's this one coming up. Oops. <laughs> Smooth move on our part. And of course, it, it kind of hasn't been a very busy news week, but there's been, there's been like some stuff that's going to be some fun to talk about, but no like big central topic. Um... Although, yeah. although today gave us, I think, one of my favorite. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, we got some stuff, but but yeah, it's it's we're continuing the trend of news. <laughs> Who's heard of it? <laughs> but it's okay because still no price on those new consoles, huh? Yeah, I'm not. Look, you will you will find out how much PlayStation Five costs when you are lined up outside Best Buy. With a bunch of people who probably aren't wearing masks. At this point, I don't even know if you'll find out then. Yeah. <laughs> you'll find out when your credit card Yeah, swipe your card you. and find out. <laughs> you, you have to sign. It, they, they prick your finger. You sign in blood. Mm-hmm. And then you, they, you, they can't be held responsible for what happens next. Yeah, a skeleton pops up. The contract has been sealed. And then he just... <laughs> But then nothing changes right away, and it makes you more nervous, more yeah. nervous than what they took. The lovely thing about there being like no news and and not a lot of gigantic releases is that this is perfect backlog time. This is perfect time to to re experience kind of old favorites and and tear through 
the the ever growing list that gives us anxiety every time we look at it. What has everybody been playing these la- this last week or two? Let's start with Jeff. Oh man, why'd you start with me? I got well, I got to point out and say somebody's <laughs> name because otherwise we're all going to sit here and wait patiently because we're all very polite people. Um, well, I can't really. The only thing I've been playing I can't talk about because I'm NDA'd, uh, unfortunately. But I will say mentioning been, that broke your NDA. They're coming. Yeah. Um, the I have been trying. So I, my wife decided to start playing Final Fantasy fourteen, but oh, nice. she. Despite not playing many games, she doesn't want to play anything but the computer. She likes the keyboard and mouse. She likes it looks better. It runs better. But that's where I do all my gaming. So I had to find something on my Switch to play while she's playing on the computer. Um, so I, I caved and much to my against my better judgment because I fucking hated my five hours with Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, I caved and I gave Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition or whatever it's called a chance. Uh, because some people have been very insistent that this one is actually good. Now, I played a little bit, and I don't hate it, but I, like, I don't know. I'm really struggling to get into it. I play, like, 20 or 30 minutes, and then I kind of, like, go to get a drink, and I come back. I'm like, mm, I don't want to play this anymore. So, like, maybe I'm not giving it a fair shake. It just It's, like, not really grabbing me, and it feels a little... It's throwing a lot at me. I get really confused in games really easily and just, I don't know. It doesn't just give me like one thing at a time. I'll like see a cutscene and then there'll be like five things pop up. It's like, you can do this, you can do this, this is here, this is here. I'm like, okay. And I'm too lazy to go through all the tutorials and menus and like actually do my own like self teach myself. I want games to hold my hand and walk me through it. I don't want them to give me a book and tell me to read pages one through 50 and then play more of the games. So uh, it's, but it's like, it's, it's pretty cool. Like I'm kind of the setup. I didn't realize it takes place on like, the back of a giant robot basically which is really fucking cool um <laughs> it looks better than i thought it would i had to turn the sharpness on my tv from five up to 50 because it's so soft on a 4k display but uh yeah no it i i dig the art style um seems to run pretty good and it's it's only five out of ten on the anime factor which is my <laughs> about my threshold right now i'm told it gets worse but uh yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep sticking with it. Uh, try to put in a few hours, maybe this weekend if I can, and and give it an honest shake. Um, but that, that's about it. Yeah, awesome, Dio. What you been playing, man? So since uh, the sixties, uh, I have been playing a lot of Death Stranding again. Ooh. Like, I finished the the PS4 version like two days before it launched on PC. Then when the port uh, got launched I was oh no oh no I need to play it again <laughs> at 6 <laughs> so I'm basically going for the platinum right now on Steam and I can't <laughs> stop it's like it's funny because uh, it's not like I didn't build any roads or whatever on uh, the PS4 but on PC I did everything imaginable so I have like four times the number of likes I had on PS4. <laughs> and it's great. I mean, I fucking love Death Stranding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You and Justin are, Justin's got you in good company there. Cause Justin, you like deeply loved your time with it, didn't you? I, I really enjoyed it, but I, I didn't do like all the side deliveries and stuff. Like, I'm kind of hoping they do like a PS5 update with like, you know, higher frame rate and stuff in, uh, uh, for the PS5, um, after that hits, and then 
I'll go back. I'll go back like, to it. Then, like to they... be clear, yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not <laughs> doing all side quests. <laughs> That's too much. Well, no, not all of them, but like do, do more of them and stuff. So. Yeah. Hey, did Dio? Did you get hit with any of the crashes? Because that's why I stopped playing. Is my my yeah, game was a crashing? Lot. A lot. Oh, really? Like, it's still doing it when um when um generally it happens when I'm booting up the game, so mm-hmm. it boots rather quickly, so it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. But I also experienced it when I when I got because... to the lake area. That's in episode three. That's where it got bad for me. Yeah. Same. So what happened to me besides those crashes was that, was that the game was uh, bugged a bit when you use a Steam input for the controller. So I need to deactivate it because the game does support the, mm-hmm. the PS4 controller. So after that, it was fine. No crashes because of the controller. Weird. So, okay. Yeah. Now it's fixed. Like now I'm using the, the, Wii U Pro contro- oh, the Switch Pro controller. <laughs> To play Death Stranding, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'm kind of in the same category as you when we get to me and just like, oh, I have to replay the game, but on PC now. So, Rar, what's going on, man? What you been playing? Uh, Mostly just Paper Mario lately, aside from... Hell yeah. uh, Paper Mario first. I've been way behind basically everybody else I've heard playing the game. I'm on the third streamer. Um, It's really fun. The battle system is, is... it's kind of playing at me a little bit in a way that's like sometimes I get tired of it, and then other times it feels really good to get, like solve those puzzles. So it's back and forth on that one. If if anybody see me complain about it, it was just because I was on the backside of that. But um, for, from the point you're at on was where it got really really good for me. That's that's awesome because it, I I honestly I'm really really liking it. Other than like the occasional battle thing, and I'm not liking. Like I'm on the um, the fire boss whatever it's called again um and it just like totally kicked my ass last night and i was just like ah but can't wait to get back to it either so i'm like (laughs) i and i keep hearing that too i keep hearing that it keeps just getting better and better as it goes so um i'm kind of anxious to just like put actual serious time into it because i keep getting like an hour here and there and that's why i'm way behind so i'm I'm, uh excited about it like i'm I'm excited basically coming off of color splash and it just being like like a step up from that and i already loved color splash it's it's been it's been great that way um and then besides that kind of lately i've had a boost in motivation and animal crossing stuff so i've been doing uh some extra design work on my island but then you play with some of the the new dream feature that they added you 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 play with some other islands and you're like oh mine looks nothing as good as that so (laughs) it it falls off a little bit but i i'm still keeping it that which is nice because i was worried i would fall off of that game too quickly which i'm not so uh that's it though yeah justin man what you been playing uh, yeah, so I finished up Paper Mario. Um, I loved the last couple worlds. Uh, I remember last week, you know, I was saying, I, I, I straight up hated the first few hours of that game. Like, I can't remember the last time I turned around on a game as much as Origami King. Uh, I, I, was re- I was really glad I stuck with it. But I finished that up, and I started Splatoon 2, which um, I had never played Splatoon at all before. I didn't have a Wii U. Um... And so this was my first experience with Splatoon, and I had so much fun. Like, it was the freshest a game from Nintendo has felt in a long, long time for me. Like, just the from everything from the art style to the controls, like, once you get used to how it uses the gyro aiming and stuff, it's 
really slick, tight controls. Um, you know, I'm a big shooter fan, and a lot of times, um, a lot of times when there's a shooter that's made kind of for and by people that you know aren't big shooter fans, it's not very good. But like, I really like how Splatoon really puts an emphasis on like area control and movement and stuff, which because those are like really important like aspects of shooters that I think a lot of those oh shooters for people that don't like shooters don't focus on. Um, and I think it really focuses on those and is really good for onboarding people into um, into that genre. I had a blast playing through all the single player missions. And uh, so I grabbed the Octo expansion as soon as I finished the base stuff earlier today. And I started that today. And that's awesome. Like, it almost feels like a full-fledged sequel. Like, in terms of visuals and presentation, it's like, it's a huge step up from the missions in the base game. So I've really, really been enjoying that. So I'm I'm going to stick with it. And I hope to see, like, a Splatoon 3 or more from Splatoon in the future. I mean, I feel like that's like a guarantee. Both games did so well. I mean, like, and the expansion did super well. Like, Splatoon is, is I think anybody who doesn't at least appreciate Splatoon's existence doesn't have a soul. Like, like That's harsh. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, if you don't look at that game and recognize the amount of love and, like, punk and aesthetic that go into all of these different, like, facets of it, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. You're dead inside. I hope we're <laughs> dialing this up for Bronson's sake. Yeah. <laughs> all I remember, all I remember is every time I started that game up, there was those two people that yeah. I had to listen to. The and musicians. it took forever and I couldn't skip it. And it, oh my God. Me. Yes, that is an, that has annoyed <laughs> me as well. Thankfully, I've mostly been playing the single player so I can just, okay. you know, think... put the thing in suspend and then turn it back on. But yes, they're very annoying. I think the thing I'll say about Splatoon 2 is if you can launch a new IP on the Wii U and have it be successful going forward, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. You did something, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like it Nintendo, but... It, it didn't help a lot of Wii U games, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, the first thing... One of the first things I saw when I walked into the plaza where, like, other players are hanging out and there's, like, the artwork... Um, uh, there was like some like, you know, they have the artwork that pops up above them. One of them was just a giant fuck Trump banner. Like that was the first thing I saw. Like that was my first impression of the game when I came in. And I'm like, all right. I swear there used to be a Twitter account that just posted random Splatoon like the, the <laughs> I, art. That I people assume did. there was. Yeah, yeah. I recall yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, and no, like, I mean, all my problems with Splatoon, which were a lot and put me off the game, but they're all infrastructure design the, the, pro this, yeah, the, the problems with that game are the, the yeah the gameplay really itself. stupid decisions that they didn't have to do really stupid like, decisions nintendo makes on every online game well whereas like, yeah, if like, they just had a regular <laughs> online system i literally bought the phenomenal i literally bought the game to play with the SDGC crew i was gonna play with john and i think maddie had or something and like we were trying to get into a group and like we could join a game together but we couldn't join as a party so like it would just put us on random teams all the time and then we found out that like you had to like reach a certain level to play ranked or something where then you could and i'm like why why <laughs> I just, 
Right. And like yeah. each like the each mode only has like two maps available at mm -hmm. a time or something. It's weird. Yeah, a lot of it was yeah, it's all it's based on a schedule or time or something like that. But the, the gameplay itself is, is like you said, it's fresh. It just I've never played anything like it. And it was uh really enjoyable. Yeah. Well, um so y'all know that I we got that code for Gundam Extreme Versus that I have been playing a lot of, like a whole lot of, because there's way too many. So I, I told myself before I did this review discussion with Finn that I wanted to at least try every character in the game. I want to remind y'all that that's over 180 unique characters. I'm regretting that decision because I'm now grinding like X number of characters every day to at least play with bef like before the weekend comes around so I can say like I I've I've tried just about everything. I've played some online, you know, I've played the arcade mode, I've done the mission, I've done everything short of invite a friend over and play co-op together because <laughs> not safe. <laughs> but but um how's the online? It's it's good. Uh it's it's got much better netcode than most fighting games I've played. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that it's it's not quite as frame perfect by design. Yeah. So you've got a little bit more wiggle room. You don't need to have like like if you're if you've got the tiniest bit of lag when you play Street Fighter online, it's unplayable. And that, that wasn't really as much of an issue when I was playing uh, Gundam Extreme Versus online. Um, I will say that it's a big part of since it's a two on two game. It's a little weird when you can't pick and like synergize your your character choices with your teammate because you're I'm going online and I'm saying well I'm going to play as uh you know the double zeta gundam and then I get paired up with somebody who whose suit may not actually mesh well uh, with the double zeta gundam so you know and 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 you can't really communicate as well unless you're on the voice chat which nobody I ran into was and I, I I'm happy for because I fucking hate voice chat with randos <laughs> um but again if I'd been playing with like a friend on the couch beside me like if if we hadn't been in the middle of a pandemic and Lena could come over and we could play together it would have been a very different experience uh, but I'm having a good time with it it is it is resurging my love of Gundam quite a bit and I woke up this morning with a thought Madman that I am. I have not been able to play, and I have posted, I've shit posted incessantly about wanting to play Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3 for years. My PS3 is broken. I don't want to pay to get it fixed. I don't want to buy a new PS3. I've wanted backwards compatibility so I can play some Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3 on PlayStation 3. It turns out that I checked the compatibility list for the the unnamed ps3 emulator and most of the entries are a couple of years out of date so i dumped my i dumped my disc uh into an iso form and i grabbed an emulator and i'm now playing dynasty warriors gundam 3 in 4k 60 frame per second with a bunch of texture filtering and it's does it work perfect it's perfect Yay. There's nothing wrong with it. There are occasional where like a character portrait, like the 2D artwork might have like a pixel line through it that's weird that may just have to do with some scaling issues, but but it's that yeah, the game runs perfectly. There's no hiccups anywhere. It runs better than it did on my PS3 at higher resolutions and frame rates. Like it's just better. 
Is um, PS3 emulation that good now, or is it just this specific yeah. game that's really? No, yeah, no, it's, it's getting there. It's getting it's, there. It's very iffy. It's game by game, but it's it's mm-hmm. getting a lot better. It seems like a mm-hmm. lot more stuff is is actually mm-hmm. feasible. So I mean, if you've if you've got some PS3 games you want to replay, like give it a shot doing it that way. It, I would love to replay Resistance Three. Yeah, yeah I've got a couple requires, other. Oh my God, Resistance Three. Uh, Insomniac almost daily does some post about resistance, and I pretty I know sure they do it just insane. to talk, to taunt me in particular. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, like no, I'm I'm shocked at how good everything I've heard about this PS3 emulator are. It's like basically if the game works, it works well. Yeah. At this point, if it doesn't, it just it just shits has the it, bed. Yeah. Has anyone tried playing like a Bethesda game on the PS3 emulator? I would. Did why would I do that <laughs> instead of just playing the PC myself. version? Yeah, <laughs> just 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 like you just see like a black hole form in that building. Hey, and just like the entire everything just gets Jeff. In. Jeff, I'm a switch, not a full on masochist. All right, <laughs> like <laughs> so. So I mean, I've got I've got a couple other things uh, lined up that I want to try. Uh, I've got a couple of the the ratchet games um, that I've, I've I've picked up and I'm are, and I'm waiting to get in so I can dump them because I'd like to do that um, since since everybody's super excited about Ratchet and Clank and I haven't played them at all. Um, but yeah, so so Gundam Gundam has been my entire gaming life for the past like week uh, and and it's just been so good. I'm back on my bullshit and it's incredible. So I don't I don't have like an easy transition, which always bothers me when we don't have that. Um, but I want to toss this to Justin for the specific topic. The state of play was today and there wasn't a lot there. But one of the only things that was there has some has a very interesting story behind it. Yeah, Justin, why so- don't you start at the beginning about Aeon must die? OK. So, uh, today, during today's state of play, they showed one game that was, it looked pretty cool, pretty promising. It was a, like, 2D beat-em-up with a really cool art style called Aeon Must Die. From, uh, it's being published by Focus Home Interactive, and it's, be, it's developed by Limestone Studios. Okay, I'm glad, I was about to look up the names, because I was yeah, like, I don't remember any of this shit. Oh, I I, tr- I I looked it all up before the show so that I would at least have as much information as I could have. I haven't gone gone through the big dump of stuff, but I've gone through at least a summary. Uh, More responsible um, than me. <laughs> so, after the state of play ended, we got a bit of an update on this game. The entire development team quit this week because <laughs> of shady practices from the studio owner including stealing the IP from the development team uh, forcing, them turning to red? Used, forcing them to use nothing but pirated tools so he didn't have to spend money on software for his development studio what? Um, as well as extended crunch harassment and abuse uh it seems like it seems very unclear how much focus home knew about this and obviously sony probably didn't know much of anything it seems very much like this development because they put they also posted right afterwards a dropbox of evidence and legal files just 
tons of oh, receipts. Oh, I missed the Dropbox. Yeah, no. This is tons of oh receipts um, from... And, <laughs> like, they basically, instead of... Because I was shocked. I'm like, how hadn't we heard about this yet? So, like, this seems like something, like... Jason Schreier or Patrick Klepek would have reported on earlier if this had already happened. It seems clear to me that they knew they knew a trailer for their the game was going to be shown in the state of play because all of the work on the trailer was outsourced to just some contract artists that were not affiliated with the development studio. And so they waited until the game was shown and people were talking about it. And then they unloaded everything that they had onto the internet. <laughs> um, Respect. And, yeah. Amazing play. Uh, and so if you look closely at the timeline where Sony has been tweeting about every individual trailer as it's been posted on YouTube and on the PlayStation blog for games that were in the state of play, there's one curiously missing uh, <laughs> that they have been talking about. So I'm very excited to see where this story goes. <laughs> is, is this the shortest we've ever seen between a game being revealed at a major event and then, and then immediately wiped <laughs> from the face of the earth. Like, yeah. Yeah. yes, yes. I mean, this one could potentially have a happy ending, maybe. But well, the hap what what, what do you define a happy ending as in this situation? I mean, the developer because... is getting the IP back and okay. being able to finish the game. I see. I see. But um, it's I mean, unknown. I don't what... even think Goodbye Volcano High went through this quick. That was a, a couple hours. That, that was, was the one that came to hours. mind. Yeah. <laughs> that was at least a couple hours after the show before people realized it. Um, yeah. Because we recorded our show for that night. So it was like probably six or seven hours after the state of play aired. This was about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn. These people were waiting with their fingers on the, on the button, ready yeah. to go. Nuts. They like had that drop-down menu in Google Drive ready to switch from <laughs> from private to anyone with the link can view. <laughs> the way the Dropbox is organized, there's so much like thought and testimonials in here. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> they put it they man, a lawyer put that together before they you know what? I joke. But I, mean, I would not they, be surprised. They mentioned they have had lawyers combing over their documents. Like this team, like, uh, we have seen, um, I mean, there's been other stories in the news this week about, um, you know, uh, worker action, um, like Blizzard and salary, like the anonymous salary postings for um, people being yeah. able to negotiate higher salaries because... Apparently, Blizzard doesn't pay that much. Yeah. Side uh -huh. note, it's incredible. They didn't need to publish anybody's salaries but one person's because <laughs> Bobby Kotick and his $40 million is the only thing anyone gives a shit about right and that's now. Also, also want to know probably the craziest part about that? That's probably before his stock options and bonuses I think that includes, are factored in. Um, I think it includes in the document if you look. Oh, but, okay. but I mean, but, still. Um, but this is the most 
coordinated, organized, and precisely targeted bit of worker action I have seen in the games industry. It is incredible. <laughs> Cannot disagree. The kids are all right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else quite like this. We're, there's not we're really a game much to say about it other than holy crap. <laughs> just to, to sit and bask in awe at the 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 genital fortitude it takes <laughs> to to pull something like that off yeah oh my god it's funny that we brought up activision blizzard this is my transition i managed to get one <laughs> it's funny we brought up activision blizzard uh because they've they've pulled an interesting move um so a lot of like news outlets and influencers have been receiving black crates with I, I guess black yeah, locked black crates with a with a do not open before is it August tenth? August tenth. I want to say August tenth. Yeah, um, and and I guess the idea is that they will receive the lock or the the code to open the lock at that point, which will presumably reveal the new Call of Duty game that has been confirmed to be coming out this year. Um. Y'all wait, Call of Duty's coming out this year? Because apparently it's August and we've not heard of it at all. Um Jeff, Justin, or even you guys a little bit more more familiar with with what's been going on behind the scenes with this game because I know there's been whispers of trouble. I mean, I I can do a summation, but I've kind of been doing all these things. Is anybody else familiar with it, or should I just take it? I, I haven't heard anything. All I heard was that there might not be a COD this year. I didn't even okay. know who the... So, yeah. it started a while ago. Um, basically, end of last year was when we started to um, hear about this. Um, so, basically, Activision had Call of Duty with three main studios. They have several support studios, but there were three main studios, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, and Treyarch. And each one would get three years to develop a game that would allow them to release the game annually and give it a full development cycle. However, it became clear at the end of last, like at the end of last year, uh, we found out that Sledgehammer had, was no longer helming the next Call of Duty and that Treyarch would be taking over. I think the means... Sledgehammer CODs are the only ones I like. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it's... They did... Advanced they Warfare? Did advanced and Warfare World War and II, World War II. Which were both great. Yeah. I, I liked those ones. I don't like many Call of Duty games, and I've played all of them now. But, except for Black Ops 4. Haven't played that one. I'm not fucking going to, and you can't make me. But but I like those two. Those yeah, I, two just, of... I just remembered. Is Advanced Warfare the one with Kevin Spacey? Yes. Yeah. Oh, but you do drop him off of a burning building. Yeah. He's at least a villain. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so. So that was kind of the first warning flag, because that means that now Treyarch would have to be taking over a game that wasn't working. Reworking it to try to get something to release, and they would have to be releasing a game with less development a lot less development time. Basically, Treyarch would only be a little over a year on this project instead of a project they had been working on for three years. Wait, hang so on. So that was... Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be two? If you cut... A, if you moved him back no, a year... because... 
Oh, well, yes, I guess it would be two. So, yes, it would be a little bit. But you're a, still chopping a third of their also, respective but, development time off. I guess I guess the, the year I meant was because they were coming on late to the project because it was like middle of lap mid to late last year when they came on then you factor in this year where it seems like six months of 2020 yeah. dev time is like a year like yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that's the first part of it um and so modern warfare 2019 came out last year it's been really well received warzone the free-to-play battle royale came out um this spring it's been doing very well um and so, also during this time, quite a few leads have left Treyarch. Um, the two people that have basically been credited with why people, why um, the fan base loves the Call of Duty Zombies so much, both of them have left, um, as well as several other key leads from Treyarch. And usually we get a Call of Duty reveal in May. Um, last year it was June. Uh, we started getting some teases in Warzone back in May, and then those went nowhere. It is now August, and they have not revealed the game, but in their financial call, they did say there is a game coming this year. Uh, um, yeah, this game has a whole lot of red flags. Uh, I didn't uh, even know about the people of Treyarch leaving. I, I just knew that they got bumped a year back because of Sledgehammer. Yeah, no, gone. it's I, it, it seems like there was other issues internally at Treyarch on top of the previous issues. And also, interestingly enough, in that financial call, when we had initially heard that Treyarch was taking over lead on the project, Sledgehammer was still a part of it, but they were taking on more of a support studio role. Didn't they kind of support? In the, finan in the financial call, Sledgehammer was no longer listed as a part of it, and it was listed as Treyarch and Raven. Raven has been responsible for handling Warzone. Um, so, again, that's another bit of weirdness. It, uh, there's a big story behind the scenes for what's going on with this year's Call of Duty. It's going to be another good Jason Schreier piece when all <laughs> said and done. What is everyone's, like, relationship with the Call of Duty franchise? Because, like, I... Only recently, like in the last year, bothered to play any of them. And I marathoned all of them to tell myself, like, so I could say that I played them and I could have an informed opinion on this um, franchise. My my experience is I played the first Modern Warfare around the time it came out and enjoyed the campaign. It was like five hours. And I tried the multiplayer in one of the games. And my experience with the multiplayer in Call of Duty is I just die a lot. Like... <laughs> I don't know where I die, get shot from. I never actually see the person who killed me. It's like from up there or behind me or someone threw a knife across the map and it hit me. Um, like I couldn't stay alive for more than 30 seconds. So I gave up on that quickly. So I played the campaigns. I played Ghosts because I was desperate for something to play on PS4. It was awful. Uh, Advanced Warfare was good. Infinite Warfare was pretty good. Uh, and I think that's it. Oh, and I did buy Black Ops 3 and played an hour of that. <laughs> oh, no. and you had fact, good judgment. The fact that, that point, you, <laughs> you ended I the sentence the there. Card game since. So. Yeah. What does that say? Yeah, I I have not enjoyed the the Treyarch developed. I think I liked World World at War to some degree. Like out of all the early ones, I kind of liked World at War the most. But yeah, they like the Black Ops games. And that game's like twelve years old. Increasingly, did not do it for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> is the Rar, way I you, would put it. Have you ever played a COD game, Rar? So I have. Uh, most recently, I think I played World War II because it came with my PS4 Pro. I had made it probably halfway through that campaign. Um, other than that, no. It's, I My experience was a lot of the same as what you were describing, Jeff, where it was like, <laughs> I think Call of Duty Modern Warfare, maybe one or two where even just in local multiplayer i get decimated that way and you ever try online it's the same thing so it feels like uh, you it feels arcadey which you'd expect it to give you some leniency and like ability to fight back but it's like a one-shot kill practice yeah no i don't know like what, what do i gotta do differently to get these one-shot kills because like you said it just comes out of nowhere and you're dead and that's like all right I'm gonna i did hear the good thing about world war ii um i think someone on the show might have talked about was i don't know if you got to the mission where you have to go undercover yeah, I talked about I talked yeah, about it because I yeah. played. Yeah, um, yeah, that was really cool. Like to have a have a mission that wasn't about mostly wasn't about shooty bangs, um, and was was kind of more like memorize the details. And World War II tried some shit. <laughs> the last couple Call of Duty games that aren't called Black Ops have tried some good shit. Um, so yeah, but I I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not trustful. That's not, is that a word? It doesn't matter. I made it up. It's I'm, I don't trust Treyarch at the best of times <laughs> with Call of Duty and hearing that they've lost their support, lost several key members and have a year less <laughs> to, to to bring the game out is like. This is going to be rough. And, and how much do you want to bet somebody doesn't just take a, a crowbar to one of those crates? Right. Before yeah. Some, someone's gonna do it, <laughs> but I mean, for me, um, for me, like I've actually played Modern Warfare 2019 quite a bit. Um, actually, mainly just because it has crossplay, and I can play with some of my friends that are on Xbox. Um, I pl- I've played quite a bit of it, and like that game has been really well supported. Uh, say what you will about the file size, but like we're getting pretty regular content drops of new maps, new modes new weapons um they actually have like a reasonable microtransaction system this year like it doesn't feel like a game that's ready to just be canned after a year like it feels like a game that has only just recently really hit its stride and the studio has done such a good job of supporting it like it feels stupid to release a game this year but activision has to because their balance sheets rely on a call of duty releasing this year their balance sheets or did they make a deal with like a shadow creature (laughs) that they have to release a game every year if bobby kotick wants to continue to make his 40 million dollars the shadow creature is called capitalism (laughs) Um, i'm done i promise it's it's just like like that's the thing that annoys me the most about this is like it could have been that they could have just been like you know what we're taking a year off. We're just going to support more Warzone and Modern Warfare 2019 a little bit more. They could have given the studios extra time. Like, whatever's coming when we actually see the game. Um, and again, I don't have much faith that it's going to be great. It's just um, one of those things it's, where, it's like... It's just... It, it's a completely avoidable situation. All the warning signs have been there. They could have just let them have the extra time and put some extra support into those games. And they've got crash four and Tony Hawk coming out this year. Like those games are going to do really well. Tony Hawk is going to yeah do some numbers. I think yeah. it, it just seems like the 
I guess we get into the 2020s and the way games are going right now. It seems dumber and dumber to just release a sequel in a series a year later when everything is like all built around like especially a game that focuses heavily on like online community and like you're cannibalizing your own series. I don't know. Theo, did you have any thoughts? On Call of Duty in general or the news? Uh, either. Like, what do you think about, like, are they better off? Would they be better off just letting their games breathe for an extra year? Yeah. Like, in general. <laughs> like, why why bother releasing it? It's in such a sorry state. Like, it's basically like Derek said, just for the, the mm-hmm. financial sheets. <laughs> yeah. Now, do y'all think, this is something that just kind of occurred in my brain meets, do y'all think that maybe the release of the new consoles is, is, is causing, would that cause additional pressure on Activision to to want to like have Call of Duty ready for the launch of yeah. PS5 and Xbox Series X? Or Yeah, I mean, I mean, also, that's another thing I didn't mention. On top of having less time, they have to support more versions <laughs> of the game. Like, instead of, like, they're going to be, and uh, this list is going to be assuming some of the rumor, credible rumors that have been going around for a while about different versions of the consoles are true. They're going to have to support Xbox One, Xbox One X, Xbox Series X, Xbox, Xbox, Xbox Series S, PS4, PS5, PC, PS4 Pro. Like, that's a lot of platforms to have to support, especially when you're already, like cramped for time yeah i i mean it feels like like the obvious thing is even if you gave it like six months and and bumped it into late spring you know it'd be something but so i was i was working at best buy um a dark dark chapter in my life when the when the playstation 4 and the xbox one came out and i can definitely attest to it being real that people getting new consoles are so hungry to play anything that they just pick up the call of duty game that they also could have bought on their existing system. But like, it doesn't feel like to me, I mean, as, as not Bobby Kotick, it doesn't feel like a good enough reason to rush this game out the door. I I think we're going to hear horror stories about crunch inside Treyarch. I'd be surprised if we didn't. Um, I don't know. I just, I almost I love mean, to see it, but I don't love to see it. Yeah, no. It, I mean, and Treyarch, even for Black Ops 4, um, which didn't have a campaign, um, you know, it, they apparently crunched really hard to get that game done. They're probably, like, and now they're having to try to also do work from home and stuff too. Like, as every single time I think about it, I think of one more reason, like, that this is not going to end well. Um, and it, it's really unfortunate, but also I think this series has kind of been in for a reckoning for a while with doing annual releases every year since 2006, 2005. Um... No way. Yeah. Literally, ever since Call of Duty 2, there has been an annual Call of Duty. I gotta look this up. Oh, wait, no, no, there was a gap. Oh, wait, no, because Call of Duty 4 and then World at War and then Modern Warfare 2, so... uh, I have to see this. I'm pretty sure it's been... Oh, my God. Yeah. Every single year 
since Call of Duty 2 in 2005. Yeah, so And Call of Duty of 1 was two games. years before that. So the only gap year where there wasn't a Call of Duty since the franchise started is 2004. The fuck? And almost, <laughs> and almost all of those years, it's been the best-selling game of the year. Mm-hmm. Something was going to break eventually. But it's there, still going to be one of the best-selling games yeah. of the year. Oh, it's still going to sell well. Yeah. However... That the gamers are just going to complain not, about their choice afterwards. That, that community, if they're not happy, no one's happy. <laughs> I, have, I have seen it. Um, no, but then they're just going to buy the whatever next year's is. Like, I feel like it, that series can't I know, fail. but I feel bad for the developers that have to True. listen to that community on Twitter when they get angry. Because I feel bad for the community manager. <laughs> yeah. if, I'm, if I'm any news outlet... I'm I'm just gonna make sure that every person that reviews the game is a white man to minimize anti-reviewer death threats as much as possible. I mean, nobody talks about reviews for Call of Duty. When was the last time you actually heard somebody talk about the reviews? Does it matter? Does it matter? They'll find something to be mad about. They'll find something to be mad about, and then and then women on the internet will be getting death threats. Just give them as few reasons as possible. Create that buffer of safety because wow, it's gonna be bad. Oh, I just can't believe. I mean, I'm looking on on Wikipedia at the the list of of main series, and, and just only gap year is only gap year is 2004. I don't. I was in fucking middle school, <laughs> like when this series started. It's completely annual tradition. That is, I don't feel good. About I'm gonna close that list and stop looking at it. That's no, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel good at all. I think that's also a a good bit of evidence that this is kind of an antiquated, antiquated, antiquated um, business model, right? Like they've been doing it for that long, Um, but it still keeps making money. So is it? Yeah. I hate it. That's a, that's kind of a good point too, that like, it doesn't matter as long as people keep buying it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we can sit here and say, and we can be as tuned in as we want, but we've also just seen that, that by and large buying trends are just people going for, for that familiarity and they're going to get it. And they're going to be, they're going to, they may find things you mad about. And you're just going to get the next one. Yeah. Can we talk about so, something that makes me happy? Speaking of buying trends, we got some numbers about people buying things from it's Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo makes me Jeff, happy. Do you want to take these? Do you want to um, take these? Uh, yeah, I got to yeah, yeah, pull it up here. Them? Yeah, let Jeff sure. take it. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, I got some numbers from Nintendo Life and some from GamesIndustry.biz. So we'll leave with, uh, with GamesIndustry. Um, so Nintendo, uh, their net profit rose $1 billion, up by 500 <laughs> And 41% compared to the same period last year. Up 500% uh, in net profit. Uh, The biggest driver was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, The game shipped 10 million copies during the quarter, bringing its lifetime shipment to 22 million since it launched in uh, March, I believe. 22 million. And it... Since uh, March. Yeah, that's, I mean, well (laughs) above what most games sell in their lifetime. Um... And then some other numbers we had here. Um, 
Ring Fit continues to do well, despite uh, there's no actual numbers for it. Obviously, it's had a lot of stock I issues. I thought it was four million. Was the yeah, the, the article here doesn't have uh, uh, the exact oh. number. Um, the new releases, Xenoblade did um, 1.3 million, and Clubhouse Games did a million. So people are basically just buying stuff on Switch. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's also uh, just true in general, right? Like like franchises that have done okay before launch on switch with a new mm. game or just a re-release and they do millions like how do you make pikmin 3 sell better than the whole rest of the franchise put together you put it on switch like yeah you know get ready um, for pikmin 3 to sell 5 million folks <laughs> the uh switch itself speaking of it, uh the console it's moved 61.4 million units uh to date 8.8 million are switch light which is a, a decent share considering that's, that's still relatively pretty, new. Yeah, that's a pretty huge percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they shipped five and a half million Switch units during the last quarter, which was triple uh, the same time last year. Like just everything is up like three or four times uh, from last year. It's just insane. Uh, and then the other one of note, um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still the system's best-selling game at 26 million. And uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield are at eighteen point two million. Yeah. So that that third best selling game. Yeah. (laughs) As as Matt Piscatella continues to point out, boycotts just mean add a couple million to the sales at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of speaking of of Matt Piscatella to deliver a very Matt Piscatella take on on these numbers as well. Remember that the Nintendo Switch hardware is sold out like globally at this point, which means that that those numbers are, are basically locked and limited to the supply that Nintendo had available. Um, and, and, and they could theoretically have done more had they had more available. Uh, now, we can't prove how much more, but but Nintendo did that well while dealing with supply restraints that could not meet demand. There was mm-hmm. also a stat I saw that, like, it was a little old, it was something like 54% of all brand new switches sold in the quarter were used to play Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just, when I disappeared, I just went and checked like with Martha who, yeah. this is her first Animal Crossing game. She picked it up on a whim because she wanted things to play on her switch while she's locked in the house, like 450 hours, <laughs> which, which <laughs> seems to be pretty normal for somebody who's playing Animal Crossing on the switch right now. So, um, so, I mean, obviously Animal Crossing is probably going to become the number one seller for Switch or, or close to it. I guess I want to hear uh, maybe from Rara Deal. What do you guys think? What's Nintendo's next big unit, like system selling, big units? What's the next big game that they're going to have? Um, it's an honest question because I, I don't really know what they have in the pipeline aside from a few... Well, that's kind of the, the that's flip a whole side. conversation on its own right yeah. now. Like, what I mean, is Nintendo doing? But um, do can we do we want to maybe bring up? Do one of y'all want to maybe explain what what happened with the Pikmin three announcement first to put things in perspective? If either of you really knows, you mean like uh, what? I thought they just put out a trailer with the digital <laughs> listings. You mean basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it just it's just it's just it's not coming out till like what is it October? October thirtieth. Yeah, October thirtieth for a remaster of Pikmin three. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but and it just was kind of announced it, out of the blue. It it seemed it seemed like it was like slid in just before the investor talks. 
Yeah. Uh, so it was just like, here, we got something coming with a date on it. Because you've got Pokemon Stat, uh, Breath of the Wild 2, uh, Metroid, off in the distant future. Uh, those Bayonetta. are there. But yeah, who knows? Bayonetta, Bayonetta, if it still exists. Bayonetta probably still exists, yeah. Um, so it's just like they slid that, that Pikmin announcement in, like, we have a game this year. But is that it? I don't know. Who knows? It's it's a quiet holiday. If so, there's all these rumors about the Mario games. Yeah. Those have got to be their Christmas games, right? I would have thought so. November, but December for Mario. Same. Give me I, Mario I, Galaxy as a Christmas gift. I'm here for it, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying Sunshine because like, man, there are people split on that game. It's it's some spicy discourse. I like Sunshine for what it's worth. I, I love it. As okay. somebody who owns several Hawaiian shirts, it should be no surprise that I'm <laughs> deeply in love with Derek. the entire, yes, the entire Derek. aesthetic of Mario Sunshine. Yeah, so S- Sunshine is a good game that has some rough spots, but it's fun. I Like, it's one of those, I think it's not a great Mario game, but it's a good game. What do people not like sense. about Sunshine? Sunshine genuinely is right. unfinished. It, there are a couple of, of a couple specific super late like levels and missions that are clearly like were rushed, rushed, rushed to a a basically completable state. Um, there's a couple of missions that are just not fun and were just yeah. rushed. There mm. is a level where you have to ride a boat across a lake of lava. And you, how you Fuck do that is segment. by... It, it's one of the worst segments in a game I've ever played. And I like Sunshine. Oh, yeah. um, you have to spray your water in the opposite direction that you want to go and steer it. And there's like obstacles everywhere. And if this thing so much as touches something, it sinks and you die. Let's talk about the sandbird, y'all. Let's talk about the Sandbird. <laughs> sandbird, at least I thought was kind of cool and creative. It's hard as hell, but I at least liked that idea. Nothing yeah. about the Lake of Lava. It's it's a, it's a, it's a good fun. Mario game with a couple real rough spots. But, but I mean, the overall experience is still very good. But I think my question is, do, do, do we all think, like, Dio, do you think we even get another direct this year at this point? Or is it just shadow drops from here out? Like, I feel like we'll get something, both a shadow drop and some direct, but I'm not sure. It's like, it's bizarre because because of the pandemic, we had so yeah. many delays on the AAA space and whatnot, but we don't hear shit about Nintendo. Like, Yeah, we don't hear shit about was, Nintendo at the best of times. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like the, the first semester was stacked, but now all we have is Pinkman, I guess, and Paper <laughs> Mario came out, so... Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good box quote. All we have is Pikmin. <laughs> I guess. P- Pikmin 3 Deluxe Edition. <laughs> Review quote. What else are you going to buy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, oh. like Nintendo, what is it? They tweeted, like, they, they tweeted a trailer or something for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze again, which has been out for a while. <laughs> But a lot like, of people still haven't played it. Yeah, they could stand and they need that game a bit more, in my opinion. Yes, they <laughs> need to. It's an incredible game. But it's just funny that Nintendo's just like, you try this thing you didn't play? There's still stuff you haven't played, I promise you. I, I don't want to get on the Donkey Kong discourse too much, because the last time I did this, 
it went into like relationships and all the canon. I didn't know there was so much, but it, is there a chance they'll ever make like another 3D Donkey Kong? Or is that experiment done? I 3D is a tough question. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I think just... I think so. I mean, it's been said, but I think the DK64 thing, people look back on it and they're like, oh, that game is tedious and everything has been documented. What's wrong with the game? But there were a lot of good ideas there. And I think if they tried it again and just look at that one for what not to do and do it correctly. Like, I feel like if they took like like the retro Donkey Kong games have been working really well. So I feel like if they take that approach and like apply it to a 3D land, 3D world type thing where it is still just 2D Donkey Kong, but in 3D, there could be something cool there. Yeah, maybe yeah. Just like I look at all their thing. other games, and it seems like they experiment with them a little bit. And then I look at the Donkey Kong games, and I mean, without having played all them, I just they all look very similar. Whereas even with you know Metroid, they've got the Prime series, and then their traditional side scrollers, and Mario's obviously all over the place. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what's what's probably more uh, unlikely uh, and still needs to happen because at least Donkey Kong has been 3D before, so it's not completely impossible for them to try it again and just go, let's take the thing we did, but fix the things people didn't like. When's Kirby going to leave 2D? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I mean, Kirby's Kirby. They're willing to keep Kirby side scrollers till the end of time. It feels like, um, but, but you can just never predict with Nintendo. I mm -hmm. mean, these motherfuckers are the Kings and Queens of, shit out the blue that you just don't see coming. I mean, I I've learned not even to believe the most trusted leaks at this point. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I just realized we just spent like 10 minutes talking about Nintendo. We didn't mention Pokemon snap. That's this year, isn't it? No, maybe no, it, that's, not this it's, year. no it's, not this it's year. completely no, no, no. undated. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. So sorry. It's, I, I it's saw a trailer for it and I assumed it was coming soon. It's announced. Yeah. People assumed it. it's probably this fall because they usually have something Pokemon related in the fall. Yeah. Like it wasn't just a title screen. It like, no, no, no. Yeah. It, it was announced. We just, I, I think they just don't know what's going to be ready and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And are trying I mean they could also be trying to plan around the next gen console launch that Microsoft and Sony won't tell us about yeah. um as well <laughs> I um I think it's it's worth pointing out that like it's something that's very hard for for Nintendo fans I say this as one to to come to terms <laughs> with is like Nintendo is not immune to the shit going on with COVID and this has hit I mean a great example of this that I've brought up on a couple shows before is like Warner Brothers was supposed to have their own E3 presentation for Warner Brothers published video games. We know about multiple big Warner Brothers games that are in the pipeline, some of which were supposed to release, at least one of which was supposed to release this fall that hasn't even been announced yet. Nothing from them, right? Capcom Street Fighter VI has been delayed uh, so badly that they had to come up with a whole new season of Street Fighter DLC um, out of nowhere to try to fill the gap. And of course, Nintendo is going to be affected by that. And, and I think we also have to accept that maybe Nintendo 
was already coming up on a period of their their mm. the Switch's life cycle that was going to be a little drier. Maybe this holiday season was meant to be floated by a lot of big, exciting ports and remasters, and maybe like Pokemon Snap, and maybe like one other really cool thing, you know, and then like, you know, Paper Mario came out. Uh, and then, you know, spring and summer were going to be really stacked, and, and next year was going to just blow us out of the water. And now the whole thing is mm-hmm. even further spread out by COVID. I mean, we just, Nintendo's lack of transparency, which is not a bad thing, just that's the way they do things, is an iron curtain up. Um, they don't, you know, it, it makes it even harder to know what the fuck's going on. So... But they're selling men. They're selling switches and games, ain't they? Yeah. So something's, something's working. People on people on Twitter are not in the best position to to question that. But you know, I don't know. I just want to know. I want to know when but I can play Mario Galaxy. Back to Kirby, real quick. I don't need Kirby to go full 3D. I need Crystal Shards too. Ooh, that's all I need. I'm down with that. Bring back the power combining mechanic. Yeah. It's a galaxy brain shit. I like the way I, you think. The internet has ruined Kirby for me with the fucking feet pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Derek. Oh, my God. Like, I'm not, I don't follow Kirby that much. And like, that's, my, that's all I, every time someone mentions it, that's all I could think of. It's in my brain, like, all the time. It's really traumatizing. I'm really Kirby upset with about man it. feet. I've managed not to think about that for a while, but oh, you're welcome. It's back. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, we can move on, I guess. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about state of play, or do you want to talk about Fall Guys next? Let's talk about Fall Guys. Everyone's playing Fall Guys. Uh, I played four matches today. I just finally um, got my review code for the game, and it's. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> I I wonder a little bit of me wonders how they're going to be able to keep up with the game. Like I feel like they really need to push out new game modes and new maps or like new I don't know. I, I feel like people are going to get bored with the limited set of stuff that they have right now. Um and I just I hope they're they're up to that task, but uh I don't know. What are your, what are you guys thoughts on it? That's my main problem with it. Like I only play the beta. And while it was fun, really fun, uh, that was my worry. Like, how do you sustain such a game? Because, for example, other Battle Royale games, uh, most are good, most play good, but I got sick of them pretty quickly. So who's to say this isn't going to happen to Fall Guys, especially given how it is played and how different it is compared to those type of games. I don't know. Is the reason I didn't bought it basically. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's also something where it really helps the game being on PlayStation Plus, right? No, is it's it's, it's kind of like how, how you know games launching on Game Pass is is launching on PlayStation Plus. Like they got some money from Sony, this guaranteed income. They can get some people on it, maybe convince a bunch of people to buy it who aren't on PlayStation platforms early on and really try it. Now there's no cross play. Right for Fall Guys? Currently there is not. There is going to be a little bit after launch. I think they might have just done it as a way of handling the servers or something early on. But right now it's PS4 and PC. Um, It launched directly on PlayStation PlayStation Plus. And I think that was a really good thing for a game. It's the same move that Rocket League did 
few years back. Yeah. And we know how that turned out with that being yeah. still one of the biggest online games there is. And Fall Guys um, has kind of blown up, like, as, as part of a result of that. Like, oh, yeah. everyone's getting to play um, it, and it's it's everywhere. And, like, also, I've seen a lot of people, like, I've seen a lot of people that are just going ahead and buying the premium costumes that are on PSN, because you can buy them all for 15 bucks, and it's <laughs> a game I didn't pay for, and I'm having a lot of fun with, and they look really good. Like, I'm probably going to buy them just because I feel bad that I'm playing this game I really like so much without paying for it. And it's not a, like a free to play game. It's like I a weird it. situation where you sort of paid for it. So Sony sort of paid for it. So but it's not real money. It's just out there in, <laughs> in the ether somewhere. Raw, you were about to say something. I was I was just going to say, I know I know they got me based on just solely the reaction to the game in in the discord. I, I was just watching that go by and we had to have a channel for it because the conversation was so, so ongoing. And I just, so I just downloaded it sight unseen cause it's on PS plus and I'm like, I'll look at what this is after. And sure enough, I, I had time for one, one show today. I think that's the, is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Like it's match show, whatever. Yeah. Show made up four rounds. Round. I think I made it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I just played it for a few minutes at first. I started with the seesaws, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I qualified, and I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sold. Yeah, my first round, I made it. I think I made it four rounds. And then after that, I couldn't get past the first round for like five. And I'm like, this game is not as good as it was. <laughs> but, we'll see. No, just the, like I was saying, like the thing I noticed is like I was playing very quickly the same games over and over again and i worry that people are some people are going to get really really good at these and figure out ways to kind of game them and there's going to be some sort of divide it's not going to be an even playing field at some point like you're going to have people that play the game all the time and then the casual people coming in and i don't know it maybe i'm see here's here's the thing i and this is actually the thing i think is kind of so brilliant about the design of that game is like there's just enough random bullshit and like physics <laughs> unpredictability True. and stuff that I really don't think there can be a huge divide. Like obviously mm -hmm. if you played the the games a few times, especially like the obstacle course ones, um you know, you'll get a little bit used to those, but still some of them have just like disappearing floors and Oh, that's not a real door. <laughs> and somebody could just grab you. And that's stuff's, you that's stuff's and randomized, stuff like right? In each, like, it's it's not yeah, the same yeah. spot yeah. every time. Yeah. And that's why I know everyone's been complaining it's, about it, but that's why I like the team that's games. That's why it's fun, yeah. Oh, wait. Like, oh, the team games, oh. Yeah, because, again, like, they... It like, doesn't matter how fucking good you are at the game. It's just the balance of the universe has to be restored. And <laughs> that's what the team games are. You'll win some and you'll lose some. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just having a real blast with it. Like, it's one of those games that, like, they hit the perfect balance of just making you want to try again and you want to win. But, like, I also don't get mad when I lose most of the time. Like, yeah. it's just, it's funny to lose. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's kind of one of the most brilliant things about it especially if you're in a group of people and you're all just kind of talking and joking around and stuff seeing who makes to the finish line who doesn't um so how does it work i haven't played with anyone yet how does it work when you like group up with people it doesn't just put you in the same match basically yeah it, it makes sure you're all in the same match and it tries 
Um, I think it's supposed to. A couple times we've had issues with it, but like for the team games, it puts you all on the same team that are oh, still okay. surviving. So, um, but you know, by the end, you know, there could just be one person <laughs> left trying to get 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 uh, get to the get to the end. Mm-hmm. I have not played Fall Guys yet. I have a a chronic fear of playing video games online. Um, I I don't. The only video game I've played online to any regularity is for a while I would play Overwatch, but only random heroes mode. That's it. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Fall Guys will get me if there's a lot of randomness in it, and it's it's very much kind of hard to get mad about. I don't get mad at video games because. I got bigger problems than video games, but I don't like people around me getting mad at video games. It was a very hard thing to, for me to deal with when I was in the fighting game community. Uh, so if this is a game where I can go in and it's just chaos and whoever comes out the other side is the lucky winner and you don't feel like. That's Somebody's exactly cursing your name. One fall, guys. <laughs> you know yeah. what? It reminds me a lot of Mario Party with, with everything you described, which is hilarious because that game didn't ship with an aunt. Like you couldn't play with no. people online. And I think this fill, I, like you were saying, Eric, like you don't get mad and it, the randomness and stuff like that. I think this is like the perfect fit for no. that. And yeah, it's it's actually just kind of a shocker that Nintendo didn't. I, I don't know. That that's just such a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Nintendo it's, Nintendo yeah. wasting an opportunity for online play? Sure. On yeah. <laughs> I will I will say that Mario Party is the one game where I uh do take a slightly different approach. Uh I do want you to be cursing my name by the end of a Mario Party game. Um <laughs> I aim to induce salt. I I channel the spirit of Bronson when I play Mario party. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a one-off and that's dangerous. Cause the people are in the room with me. I don't know what it is. If you, if you're in a room with me, I want you to hate me, but if you're online, I'm really worried about what you're going to think about my username. So, um, I don't know. I guess I'll have to, I'll have to try it out. I, I don't have a work schedule that lets me play like the group nights with SDGC right now, right now that may be changing, but, um, I uh, I'll have to try it. I think I think I think you're selling me on it. And I got PlayStation Plus, so it's not a hard sell. It's a zero dollar <laughs> sell. <laughs> it's like a seven and a half gig download. <laughs> that that's several hours on PlayStation Network. <laughs> Doesn't matter how good your internet is. Oh. Uh, yeah, I I I'm I, I'm glad you guys are having so much fun. I'm glad that the Discord has been having so much fun with that. I keep checking in the discord and seeing like five people, six people in the general voice chat. And I can immediately tell what's going on. So I think yeah. there's so much, it feels like there's so much gloom and doom in the games industry all the time. Like regardless of whether I end up loving this game or not, I think it's just nice to see a success story once in a while. I mean, you know, like kind of like we did with Rocket League. Although this is like, from a small indie team and published mm -hmm. by Devolver. And yeah. like they had one and a half million players on day one that's that's huge um and like it's it's just had good word of mouth like and i think it's i'm almost kind of glad there isn't like an overwhelming amount of content because it doesn't feel like you need to keep playing to keep 
like up to date or to practice or something like I can jump in and out as a like a friend could just be like, hey, want to play some Fall Guys? And I can just jump right back in and have a mm-hmm. good time with it, uh, whether it's, you know, tomorrow or, you know, months down the line or something, which I think is really cool. Um, you don't want them spe- to add different beans with unique abilities, and <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got got to choose your bean team composition. And yeah, like I, I've talked about this before, but like so many multiplayer games these days are just so serious business, and you like have to focus on one and play for hours a day if you want to. Like I, and for me as somebody that's not great at competitive multiplayer games, but I do enjoy them. I, um, you know it eventually is just work and I have fallen off a lot of games that I really loved because of that. And a lot of times also like streamers and the competitive scene is it dictates patches more than the more casual fans. And with like rainbow six siege, they redid all my favorite maps to make them more competitive. And then they were just less fun (laughs) Um, and stuff. Whereas fall guys is like everybody like whether they're hardcore into multiplayer stuff or even, you know, very casual players, like the game uses a control stick and three buttons. You you have a jump, you have a dive and you have a grab. That's it. Um, Like you instantly know what you're doing in all, all these mini games. Like, it's just like, it's just a very intuitive, fun, cheerful, funny game that everybody can appreciate. And I think it's going to do really, really well in the long run. I think there's something to say about it just being kind of like a game that we need right now, too. Um, there haven't been a lot of games coming out, but Fall Guys is 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 very it's very cute and it's very mimetic and it's very like clips of it are inherently funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it's something that came out on PS Plus and that people could get for free to start out and it could blow up everywhere. There's, there's just something to it being incredibly silly and incredibly lighthearted being, you know, kind of just that the energy that we need right now. So I respect that. Uh, we got time. Do we want to touch on state of play to finish it off? God, what did they even announce at State of Play that was, that was like, um, newsable other than the, the Aeon uh, Must Die I stuff? So. <laughs> ten minutes of Godfall. Um, <laughs> I heard it was ten hours. <laughs> I mean, I actually thought it was, like, a decent showcase of, like, a lot of indie games and stuff. But, um, you know, nothing that left, like, a huge impression. Except for the AWE expansion for Control, which launches in a couple weeks, and I am... So goddamn excited. Uh, it's launching yeah. for the one-year anniversary of Control. I loved Control. It was my game of the year last year. Um, Control was AWE really ex- good. The AWE expansion has been set up both by, you know, stuff in the main game and in the first DLC as being, like, a really big story expansion. Like, very relevant to the plot, not just... Hey, here's more control. So I'm super, super excited to see where that goes. Control was a Same. really good game that I slept on for too long and I played it and I bought the season pass knowing full well that I don't want to play the DLC until I get a new graphics card. Cause I'm really holding up for one of these NVIDIA 3000 series that are coming out in a couple months. But like 
Oh, I control. If you have not seen footage of that game, everything maxed out. It's. And I'm a big Alan Wake fan. I love Alan Wake. I've been singing that game's praises for for years and years and years. So, um, I mean, just the fact that Alan Wake is real is kind of a big deal. Yeah, like I don't know if this you can is, tell. This is more so than like just like oh, <laughs> Control's getting some cool DLC. Like this is like an event for Remedy fans, <laughs> uh, which is which is really cool. And I don't think I've really seen that kind of excitement around an expansion before. Like it's very different because of what I like, I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not because i guess it's spoilers for control but not like the main story kind of stuff but you know like the whole connected universe of remedy games aspect the fact that alan wake takes place and and alan wake's shit is explained by some of the stuff going on in control even though it's not a sequel to alan wake is is very cool i just i didn't like control as much as most people but i will say uh, I feel like every year there's like a level or a part of a game that gets really hyped up. And then I always play it a year or two after that. And I'm like, oh, this happened to me with Titanfall 2. I was like, okay, it was good. That cause and effect was cool. Right. But like the Ashtray Maze and Control actually for me, like I was like, okay, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, uh, So I, I will give it that. No, it, it was a really cool game. And I wish I liked it as much as I like Alan Wake because I really want to I want to get that I want to extract that Alan Wake goodness out of it but I don't really have a desire to to play more control. I just got a little I found the combat a little tedious by the end but uh Yeah. No, it's it's good for Remedy. It seems like these these games are doing well for them, so Yeah, I'm excited. I just don't, you know, I mean I I don't know what what else that state of play was yet another and thankfully <laughs> Sony let us know in advance that this was not like a big PS5 were, event. They were very clear. And yeah. like like it it was it was a lot like that Nintendo like mini Nintendo did not stop people from expecting F0. Oh, true. True. But like it was very much where they're just like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, we're showing some stuff. It's it's not the stuff that you've been expecting us to show and have beg- begging us to show. But yeah. Well, we're well going, if, there's nothing, we're... <laughs> if there's nothing to talk about with the state of play, um, if you guys don't mind then, maybe let's talk about something we actually care about. So we've spent a lot of the show talking about um, the lack of certainty on things releasing for the rest of the year. So I guess I'd be curious, why don't we just go around and I want to hear... What's everyone most excited about? Like, what's your most anticipated game right now? What are you Way looking for? Way to bring it what back around Jones to positivity. I like yeah, it. Yeah, let's get excited about something. Uh, why don't we start with RAR? What, what are you looking forward to, man? Uh, honestly, it's it's despite the uncertainty. I mean, unless you're looking for things that are certain, it's the Mario games. Okay, that's, yeah. That's mostly what I'm looking forward to at this point. Like, for a long time, I was looking forward to Animal Crossing. That came out. Uh, another Paper Mario that dropped and already came out and i'm playing it now so it's like the mario remasters i think or something and we don't even know what they're gonna do for sure it's all rumors but if it is any amount of like hey we're touching up these games at all i'm in 
I'm in. Put those games on Switch. So that's honestly got me most excited right now, and I just wish we could get like some news on it, even if it's probably coming next year. I mean, who yeah. knows? But um, that's that's got me most hyped at this point. How about you, Deal? Off the top of my head, I think Yakuza 7. Uh, choice. A bit of cyberpunk, but the more time passes, the less I'm <laughs> hyped for. Like that uh, those two twin brothers that are called Wright and Esquerdo, I think, I can't recall. They translated the names to Portuguese and the guy thought it sounded cool, but it's really dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> also the all the the stuff we keep seeing, I don't know. I want to be happy for it. I, I love Witcher 3, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's easy to be and, scared about it. Yeah. And I hope Marvel's uh, Avengers doesn't open better because while I'm not exactly hyped, I want to be. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It looks cool, but I don't know. We'll get some impressions from the beta this weekend. I think it's open on PS4 next week and then pre-orders on Xbox and PC next week. And then the week after it's open. So we'll have chances to play it in the next few weeks, at least with Hopefully. Avengers. Jeff, what are you looking forward to? Um, yeah, I, a few things. Uh, so I mentioned at the start of the show, I can't talk about what I'm playing because I'm NDA'd and it's because I'm in the, uh, uh, the closed beta for Microsoft Flight Simulator. But that does come out uh, in like just over a week. And I'm super fucking excited it's just bringing out this old airplane nerd in me that i didn't know existed i, I feel like i'm 50 already but uh you know i i actually um i got into flight sims with my my dad is not a gamer by any means but um he had a computer when i was younger and the only thing he had on it was like a flight simulator it's like one of the like flight simulator 92 or something like that i don't know how many there's been from microsoft but uh I don't know. There's something just, it's the same. I've talked about this dumb shit on the show before. Like I play Euro truck simulator. Like I like games where I just like kind of am going from place to place and I can just kind of zone and chill out and not really think about too much, not get overwhelmed with skill trees and systems and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, flight sims really, uh, and I just, I genuinely think planes are cool. Like they're cool to fly. There's cool planes. They all look super realistic. They make cool sounds. The cockpits are insanely detailed and they have like, you know, 500 buttons and switches. And I only know what three of them do. So I like to spend <laughs> 10 hours learning uh, what the rest of them do. And usually it ends badly because I just click it and it shuts off the engines. <laughs> that's uh, the, that's the kill the passengers button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, and it also just with the way things are right now, it's a really cool way to. I mean, I've never really been able to afford to travel or sightsee much anyway in my life. Um, luckier than some, I've been a few places. But if, for those who do really have that, it, I think, is just a nice escape from reality where, hey, I can't fly anywhere right now, but I can go to Rome and fly over the Colosseum or something like that, and it looks really cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm just really excited for that game. And then uh, the Mario games as well, like, like Rara said. I am like not a big Nintendo person. Most people know I haven't played most of those Mario games, but the way this year is gone, I was like, fuck, I don't need grim, dark, violent shit. I need Mario. I need some rainbows. I need some sunshine. <laughs> like I just need some wholesomeness. And uh, I just, and to get so many of those games all at once, 
I'm just gonna feast on that. So uh, I'm I'm excited. Are you looking forward to Tony Hawk? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's funny. I just replayed the 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 two games uh, before this was announced, even on my PlayStation One uh, a few months ago. Um, so I'm like excited, but I'm also kind of like I just replayed them. If they're a one to one remake, I might wait a little bit, but I'll, I'll definitely be playing it. Yeah. Man. Derek, what are you what are you looking forward to? So, if the Mario remasters are real, that's a big one for me because every one of those Mario games, um, and like I believe they're real. It's just like like too many journalists have been like, yes, this is real for me to call it bullshit rumors. But 2020 has hit me hard, y'all, <laughs> and I'm not yeah. ready to be let down again. Um, that's valid. I will say that that beyond that, um, I'm, I'm probably going to go with Yakuza. Uh, I've, I have been singing uh, the praises of Crime Daddy for a little while now, ever since I played Yakuza 0 when it came out in the West and, and became an addict. Um, I have been replaying Yakuza Kiwami 2 on PC because it's on Game Pass for PC, so it didn't cost me anything. So, sure, why not? Let's let's run that cranked up in the settings. Um, but but I'm very curious about the changes that Yakuza 7 is making to like the turn-based RPG combat, moving away from Kiryu as the protagonist to start over with a new main character and and finally separate from Kiryu's story. Um I I love the big hobo energy he gives off is is just incredible. <laughs> big fucking handsome hobo energy, y'all. I mean, that man's hair has never seen a brush and it's great. <laughs> this um, is like one of the boldest sequels I've seen in a while. Just like you're not only changing the character but changing the entire gameplay or like genre almost. Yeah, and is... it's not a spin-off. It's Yakuza yeah. 7. It's, so I respect the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 you have to with, and the thing too is, is like, like they put out that judgment game, um, that was a Yakuza game and everything but name only. Uh, and, and I think that we kind of were, we're finally starting to feel the age of that gameplay style, especially if you're somebody who got into Yakuza with zero and then Kiwami came out and then you had six and Kiwami two and then re-releases of three through five, and, and you're just hitting a point where, and then Judgment, which is not Yakuza, but is Yakuza. And at some point in there, they released a Fist of the North Star game running on the Yakuza engine, like in that kind of gameplay format. So it it it's feeling its age, and there's only so much you can do to spice that up. So you know what? You want to go turn-based menu-driven RPG with this? I'm here for it. Let's use our smartphone to summon some shrimp to tear people's noses up. Let's go. I'm here. Let's make Majima leap from a skyscraper and knife somebody like he's an anime character. Like, sure, let's just get silly with it. Um, so it's probably Yakuza 7, but I do reserve judgment for um, however that Mario Sunshine and, and Mario Galaxy remasters look because... I may or may not get teary-eyed, like, literally every time I listen to a piece of iconic Mario music, so it it may happen. I will cry at that trailer. I'll film myself crying at that trailer. I don't care. That's, that's what I got. 
That's what I got. Justin, I think you're the only one left. Yeah, you're our uh, last bud. So, uh, yeah, so those Mario remasters, if they come out, I'm looking forward to those. Pokemon Snap, looking forward to the, that. Uh, but those are very big question marks. I think for stuff that we know is coming this year, I'm looking forward to uh, the Beyond Light expansion for Destiny 2. Um, it's finally doing a lot of stuff that I've been wanting them to do from the beginning, story-wise and presentation-wise, and I'm really excited about that. Plus, it's getting, um, you know, 60 FPS update uh, for PS5, as well as faster loading, which both of those things are things that that game sorely needs and will be awesome. But I'm also looking forward to uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales and uh, Deathloop. I think uh, those are two games I'm really looking forward to. I love Arcane. Um, I'm a big fan of Insomniac's take on Spider-Man. I'm really excited to see what they do with Miles. Um, I really hope that's a meaty game. Like, I don't know. I hope Miles gets his his due. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm pretty excited for both of those. So those are kind of my my big ones for the rest of the year. I just this is a rough. Saying this is a rough year is so obvious that it almost <laughs> means you deserve to get slapped for saying it. But like for real, this is a very, very scary and and emotionally draining year in terms of social movements, global politics. We're all locked inside from a death plague. Um and our our big escape is video games as our as our way to to kind of keep ourselves occupied and find some joy in some art somewhere. And now the whole next back last mm-hmm. chunk of the year, whether you, it doesn't matter who you're a fan of, if you're a Nintendo fan, Nintendo doesn't have much to announce right now. And we don't know what's coming. If you're a Microsoft or Sony fan, they haven't really shown you a lot that's coming at mm-hmm. launch. And you don't know how much it's going to cost to get these systems if you even want them. If you're a PC gamer, you're still fucked because we don't know when new goddamn graphics cards are coming out. And yeah. we're o- and we're overdue. And those, and those could be in low supply, too. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. There's possibility that, that NVIDIA's cards, at least, they may only launch with, like, a 3080 and up they may not even be able maybe 3070 it's it's very likely they won't be able to do 3060 and below cards um because of manufacturing constraints which means if you're like a mid-range pc person <laughs> you ain't gonna get shit <laughs> in terms of new rtx cards so unless you're buying all the secondhand cards that are about to hit the market yeah, well that's <laughs> fucking true huh <laughs> But um, yeah, so it's just it's just been been rough, and 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 it's affected even like podcasts like this one where we have so much less news to talk about, and and we're <laughs> trying to figure out how to fill time <laughs> and how to just keep talking to each other because we need this social connection so badly mm-hmm. because we're all locked inside without friends. Um, we're we're gonna make it. <laughs> we're gonna make it out the other side. We're all gonna make it out the other side of this in every way imaginable. The world is going to get better. We're going to have video games again soon. Um, God, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, you know, just... I just want Mario remasters, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't I don't have more for this podcast. I, uh, I want ice cream. That's <laughs> what I want. My wife's making an ice cream run for me right now, actually. So yeah. I'm going to... 
I, I need to get Exciting. upstairs and, and prepare myself to receive that ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so you want me to take us out then? Yeah, take us home, Justin. All right. It's not always poetry. We don't always agree, but we always keep it real. Thank you for joining us tonight. Have a good night. Oh, fuck. I forgot to record the episode. <laughs>